0: Living it up, Friday night, with the Sultans, with the Sultans of on- Slam, and welcome to the damn, come on the Sultans of Slam, for January 10th, 2020, your hosts this week, myself, Lee, and Reed. Hello. Uh, Andrew is on indefinite hiatus from the podcast, unless we talk about something that isn't wrestling. He's like, uh... It's mediocre. Actually, I hate it. Uh, no, he uh, he just can't find the time to watch wrestling and doesn't want to sit on a podcast where he can't interject or doesn't really know what we're talking about. I told him, uh, that's fine. We don't really watch wrestling or know what we're talking about either. But, uh, yeah, so he's out. Uh, so send your regards to Andrew if you want to hear him on the podcast again. And I'm sure he will be back at some point. Uh, he will definitely be back to review the Retro Raw before we go see our Raw. And I'm sure he will want in on the review of that as well. So, with that out of the way, let's get to the pro wrestling of the last week, we had twelve hours of wrestling out of the Tokyo Dome last weekend with Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Reed, you watched all of it.
1: Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, no, I fucking did. You just watched the main matches. I didn't watch any Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, are you
0: serious? No, oh I was, man, I thought I was relying on you because I started like slow watching it, like I'm like actually watching it. Uh, so watched like the Wrestle Grandpa match, which is like the Jushin no, Thunder going
1: I'm not going to watch 10 hours. I was planning on watching uh, the top two matches of each night. So Ibushi and uh, Okada and then Osprey and Hiromu first Alright, so
0: let's say, speaking of hiatuses, we will come back and talk about Wrestle Kingdom next Friday. Because I'm halfway through the first night.
1: Oh, now i got to watch it. You don't have
0: to. You can watch the, the main matches. That's uh, what I'm going to do. I, I
1: meant to do that, but I kept... I intended to scrub
0: through those first matches and then just watch the highlights, but then like I, every time I would stop, there'd be something cool going on. Uh, so I watched like the entire Moxley-Lance uh, Archer match, for example, which was like a, a lot of tables and chairs. It uh, was great, actually. Uh, Lance Archer's a monster. That guy's huge. Uh, it's weird to see Moxley...
1: Wasn't was Lance Archer Lance Hoyt back maybe, in the day? Maybe. He's got like a Viking get, Like a real Viking gimmick. Oh, man. Lance is that White him? him?
0: That's what Tr- I'm thinking. Tram stamp Hoyt?
1: Yeah, remember from TNA? I don't, he doesn't seem that old. Now we've got to do some research on the break. You know here. What, I'm gonna Google this while you Yeah, keep just Google about that shit. Why while don't you keep shit talking about Uh things. other than that, <clears throat> Wrestle
0: Kingdom, uh yeah, this year, of course, uh New Japan Pro Wrestling's WrestleMania, as it were. They uh
1: did... tram stamp Lance Hoyt.
0: Yes. Well I saw him and John Moxley have a pretty good match. I think uh,
1: he <laughs> I think he added on to his tram stamp so it's not so the same oh, yeah. thing anymore, but
0: uh, so I got yeah. to the entrances of Osprey and uh, and Takahashi, and then I it mm. <laughs> off. Oh, yeah,
1: we'll talk about wrestling.
0: I was, was going to be. I told my wife, I'm like, she'll watch wrestling or whatever. Especially like Japanese wrestling with no context is is excellent. Uh, so I'm like, please watch one match with me, and it was going to be the Osprey match. I thought of any match. I'm like, just show her this. It's different than anything I've done before. Yeah, about. it'll be crazy. Uh, shit. But then uh, she finished watching something on Netflix. I'm like, are oh, you going to watch this wrestling match with me? Do you have any interest at all? And she was like, no. I'm like, oh, fair. Uh, I could have watched it Are well. you ready to go to Raw next month? Yeah, <laughs> let's go to Raw. She's like, I don't like wrestling. I'm like, well, then let's go to Raw. Uh, so anyways, uh, I'm going to watch that this weekend. Do uh, you know when the best time to watch Japanese wrestling is? Early in the morning on a Saturday. You yeah. pour yourself a mug of coffee, and you just see two guys tear the shit out of each other.
1: No, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Wake up, get a cup of coffee from Timmy's maybe. Uh, I Make it myself. Why leave the house Reed? I got to put pants on if that's I'm the case I'm too lazy to uh, make my own coffee sometimes and then yeah you play play some video games maybe while you watch oh, the undercard shit. watch the sun come up yeah. uh, so so yeah Wrestle Kingdom
0: 14 for all intents and purposes uh, sounded like a great show with uh, a couple of great matches shows uh, overwhelmingly, the first night seems like the way to go yes. uh, if you're going to watch one or the other. But by all means, watch the top two matches. on like, Monday I don't night think
1: there. Okada and It will be a bad match. At all. No, you'll be all right. <laughs>
0: uh, so so we're going to check that out. But yeah, both both John Moxley and Chris Jericho of AEW uh, performed on the show. and there's Moxley got of, two wins. Yeah. there's a lot, That's the thing, too, is they both won as well. So there's a lot of talk uh, right now about, hey, uh, as we mentioned last no, week... I don't think
1: New Japan gives a shit about that, because no. No, no Japanese people are watching AEW, probably.
0: Right. Uh, so, right now, I would say the the benefit is definitely in the court of uh, AEW to have this, this thing, but with New Japan continuing to want to do shows in the States, uh, being able to borrow the, those AEW guys for them is invaluable. Obviously, there's some bad blood, because... Contracts were up, and Kenny, the Young Bucks, were just like, We're out.
1: We can elaborate further on this in my uh, Read of Honor segment. Sure. um, Because it does have a little. Read on Honor segment. Read on Honor. Remember the name your own damn segment. Fuck.
0: So, anyways, we're going to watch a little more Wrestle Kingdom, and we will get back to you on the happenings there. uh, This past week on Raw. Paul Heyman announced that Brock Lesnar will oh, enter <laughs> this, the Royal Rumble. This doesn't
1: make any fucking sense. Man.
0: But it's got everybody talking. So to that end, perfect. Like,
1: did, like it's we genius. don't like we don't watch Raw. No. Thinking, do they like explain what exactly how that works on Raw?
0: I'm gonna, I'm do gonna, it? I'm gonna say we can't watch. Like, I physically cannot watch three hours of Raw. Like, I probably unless it's live.
1: If I was playing, <laughs> apparently, if I was playing a lot of video games, I put that shit on mute and also had YouTube going on in my laptop, Spotify
0: playing something. Yeah.
1: Like I'll watch like a Dark Souls playthrough while I'm watching Raw while I'm playing a video game. That's
0: right. Yeah, you can't get enough screens. No. Uh, but yes, so so Brock.
1: Surely though, they explained how this will work. I
0: don't know that. Raw. I don't know that they did, man. I think it was just like Brock. First of all, Brock can be—he's the champion. Yeah. So he can be in the rumble. That—that's just a fact now. So, he... but not only that, he can announce. You can announce what's what place you're in, or does that only work for number one? Because number one is a disadvantaged well, position. There's no
1: rules for the Royal Rumble; they change every year. So right. Paul could literally just said Brock will be number one, and that's the end of that.
0: Because sometimes it's a Stone Cold uh, drawing from a bingo hopper that only has number ones in it, and uh, that's like a, a bad thing. In this case, Brock Lesnar's like, you know what? I'm gonna. Usually, he shows up; he, he'll be like number twenty-eight. He'll he'll do the least amount of wrestling in the in the match. That's yeah, he's gonna one.
1: be in there for the. Well, obviously, he could. They could do so many things with this. Yeah. They could just say, oh, if Brock wins, then he gets to pick his challenger for the title. Or if he wins, he would be like, oh, Brock and the Fiend. You, you would assume that would be the case. Yes. Yeah. But it could also just be, well, let's put Brock in number one. We'll have, like, Drew McIntyre. Somebody First of all, put... Brock and
0: the Fiend sounds like the worst. Yeah. No, they'll,
1: uh, do, they'll do, like, how about, like, we'll put Brock in there number one, and we'll act like he's going to just go right to the end. But yeah. then Drew will come out number two and eliminate him in surprise. And that'll get Drew over.
0: Uh, that t- lets the air out of the rest of that rumble because Drew is just like with the casual crowd. I don't think he's anything; he's just a big guy.
1: But no, they've been pushing him a little bit. Sure, um, and I and I'm, I'm still behind.
0: Guys. Our Samoa Joe shows up and, oh, and eliminates him, and I then we have Samoa Joe and, and. But Parker. I've been
1: preaching on this podcast before too. I think Drew McIntyre has all the tools to be a top guy. I think. He's big, he's strong, now, <laughs> he's beefy. From a kayfabe
0: point of view, though, if you had the choice between... You win the Rumble, and you have the choice between Brock Lesnar and The Fiend. Uh... Would,
1: but that's the thing about this Rumble, that you don't have a choice anymore, since <laughs> Brock's in there. <laughs> Who so knows? Yeah, Who to knows? The we, need to like, we need to like do more research about post-Raw's... Because prob- there's probably
0: answers to our Listen, questions. Listen, I've seen plenty of people writing about this story. I have not seen anything other than Brock will enter the Rumble at number one, and the repercussions of what that means if he wins is currently unknown. Uh, why you would voluntarily enter the Rumble at number one, or at all, when you are a champion? Uh, does that mean that the championship will not be defended on Royal Rumble as well? What does this mean? Uh, so there you go. It's got people talking. Uh, so to that end, Good job. Would you, did you find it? Would you?
1: I'm I'm reading on it right now. Keep talking. Still
0: looking at images of a
1: uh, tramp stamp. No, <laughs> tramp stamp. White.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, Wednesday night, which is typically what we do on this program. We had an AEW Dynamite. We had an NXT. This is NXT's first show of the new year. That isn't a clip show slash award show. So the Wednesday night wars are back at it. Uh, we will start with AEW Dynamite as we tend to do. As that is the show we both watch, to my understanding. Reed, you did not watch NXT this week. Reed, hello.
1: No, I did not watch NXT. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just read this. Okay. Literally, Heyman says, Brock's going to be number one. He would enter first, and would he be standing in the ring last? Heyman said this would this wasn't a prediction. It was a spoiler. That's it.
0: That's it. That's what I'm saying. That's all, that's that all make, we know.
1: This makes no fucking sense. Brock Lesnar, the
0: current champion, will be in the Rumble, and gonna... he will fight himself. Brock Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar. Okay,
1: what's really going to be interesting is if on Friday, on SmackDown, which is today if they say, Oh, the fiend's gonna be in the rumble too. Cause then that means if the fiend or Brock win, who the fuck do they challenge? They have to challenge each other. They have to, I guess. Right. Or there should be I would much prefer the gimmick of, Oh, if Brock or the Fiend wins, they get to choose their challenger. As opposed to the other way around.
0: It'd be cool if they just mentioned that at any point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then you could have then you could do Brock winning the Rumble and like you could have a underdog storyline where like he picks Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> maybe, like, for,
0: yeah. Maybe for time, uh, it's going to be like a squash rumble. It's just Brock. They send a guy out every 20 seconds. Cool. And Brock People is just a squash fucking, <laughs> yes.
1: I'd, find that, I'd find that hilarious. Yes. If you're like, oh, it's the return of, like, Jeff Hardy. And he just gets just, absolutely yeah. dummied right away.
0: Right back to the bottom of the bottle.
1: Okay, sorry. I uh, interrupted our NXT segment. No, that's okay. We're
0: going to go to AEW first, I think, because NXT. Oh yeah, not much Nothing.
1: Why do we even talk about NXT when we don't watch it either? It's the Wednesday Night Wars, read. I we guess, have to. We I have guess. to give
0: equal. If we can't be impartial, even though we definitely are. <laughs> uh, that's that's what this program is. If you don't like it, go listen to something else. Uh, so we had all Elite Wrestling, Dynamite. Where was it from? Did a bit of bit of bit of, uh, from from Mississippi, the Landers Center in Southaven, Mississippi. Uh, to start this show, we had a tag match. We had Kenny Omega and Adam Page again.
1: This did um, uh, good numbers at the beginning because guess what? They set up last week that there was a really good match and d- some dissension, some smellness. Yeah. And the that's Elite. Right. So this opened up with more of that dissension. Even though
0: Adam Page has already left the Elite. Maybe they want to go but back are
1: No, they keep saying he's left the Elite, but he's not yet fully turned on his friends. No. So, like, that's the storyline here. Is that? But he's still hanging out with them. He's still hanging out with them. It's like... <laughs> It's like your friend that moved away to BC in grade 12, and he comes back, and you're like, yeah, let's hang out.
0: Yeah. But now he, like, drinks and, like, wears, like, w- walks around like a cowboy, wears a vest with no shirt underneath. Yeah. But like, like, I don't know if I can hang out Yeah, up. you guys just
1: aren't in the same wavelength anymore. That was sure. a horrible comparison. Yes. <laughs> Try.
0: Do better. Uh, Kenny Omega Adam, Adam hangman Page versus Private Party. Uh, of course, last week there was a vignette where Private Party was like, hey, man cool be cool that led to this match uh so there were a uh, few signs of the breaking down of pages uh, positioning in the elite during the match with omega and page this is still talking about it as if he's in the elite when we were told uh and page mostly operating well together but occasionally clashing throughout the solid show opening match following the finish uh which was a uh, pinfall after omega hit the
1: uh one-winged angel
0: yeah there you go uh i believe it was there was like a couple double spots where they would need him in the back of the head and Clothesline at the same time. Oh, Anyways, I love E Triggers. Uh, this uh, this match was like fine. The private parties definitely had better matches. I think better shows. This showings. was a
1: story match. This was not yes. like let's go out there and show right. people work right.
0: You're exactly right. Uh, and another win for Kenny Omega. It guys guys win, win matches now. Yep. Uh, Okay, yeah, so some dissension between him and Adam at the end of this poc is in the back, giving the Brutalizer to poor Michael Nakazawa, who, as far as we know, has been actually in the Brutalizer since last week because nothing was ever resolved <laughs> with what happened in there. In
1: kayfabe, he's constantly been in the Brutalizer. He's been he's, he's been in the Brutalizer like, for... Like Sex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad, Chad put him in an armbar for six hours. For and- <laughs> Except it's been seven days. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so he's, he's beaten the shit out of Michael Nakazawa uh, and then demanded his rubber natch with Omega. Paige... Waved Omega to the back and then drank beer with fans in the crowd instead of following him. And then this was never mentioned again on the show. Just like last week. It was just like, what happened with the Michael Nakazawa backstage thing? Presumably Kenny got back there, uh, tended to his friend, and Pac was nowhere to be seen. But we don't know that. Okay, where this is... We
1: we have to, we have to uh, consider what uh, Nick Jackson said in an interview last week or earlier this week where he said, we're trying to do long-term nuanced storytelling. So we're not going to give you all the details every week. The problem with this is that everybody, when it comes to TV shows or other wrestling companies or sometimes, you know, video games, people are so used to instant gratification. I want the explanation now. I want this now. Oh, I don't
0: need to see the the resolution of him and Pac, but you sent a guy backstage who was... Whatever. But right? maybe
1: we'll find out what happened next week. That's all I'm saying. Yes.
0: And like, as we say every week, AEW seems to be listening to the fans. Uh, the the whole thing with the Dark Order uh, kind of got its comeuppance this week. Um, it's
1: back down the car where it should Yes.
0: Be. And, and the commercials, the inset commercials are now, I would say, almost perfect. Yeah. Like the they, commercials
1: are now just for heels getting more cheap heat.
0: Yes. Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't have to explain anything when you come back from the break. And it might be a little weird to be in the arena for... Some of these commercials, man, they're like 10 minutes long. Uh, I swear to God. Anyways, uh, we had a AEW Women's Championship match. We had Riho uh, versus Chris Statlander. Fucking, this was fucking brutal. <laughs> we had uh, Brandy Rhodes on commentary uh, when the... Uh, listen, so this... Statlander had a indie date to fulfill, so the match didn't happen last week. So let's assume that this was supposed to happen last week. But... And the reason we are going to assume that Why? is because otherwise that means that this show has three different instances of a heel stable trying to win over a babyface. <laughs> yeah,
1: when you say it like that. Uh, but this was not this many weeks in a row, so we can't... I, I think that's a dub. But you know what I mean, though? Yes, yeah, like, no. The,
0: the Statlander-Reho match was supposed to be no, last and week. and this
1: bleeds into the whole Nightmare Collective thing, which we'll get to after which is the, the Which is... Overshadowed the match. Yes, but we'll get into that after. Which the match. wasn't good to begin
0: with. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Brandy Rhodes is on commentary, and the Nightmare Collective came to ringside. Just fucking burying Mel the and uh, <laughs> yeah. So Brandy Rhodes is burying everything, including Excalibur wearing his mask, uh, which are things that I've been criticized by, no, by but people. Like you, like to you, hear you, her say it in such a, for lack of a better word, yeah. a dumb way. But like you, you uh, see a
1: guy like Miz or Jericho who are experts at like I'm the heel, but I'm not going to bury my opponent. Yeah. Like you. There's a difference between saying you suck and I'm the best to you're good but I'm better. Right. That's well, different. Right because if you if you put down your
0: opponent too much beating them doesn't mean anything.
1: Congratulations, you beat a geek.
0: Yeah, you beat a guy that you said was an idiot that you were going to beat anyways. Yeah, uh, so when, what you didn't get over them, you yeah, got you Jericho got
1: calling him a stupid idiot is not the same as saying, you're really bad and cannot hang out. Yes. And not hang it, well,
0: that's like a complete polar opposite thing here because we have Jericho going on multiple weeks trying to win this guy into his stable so he doesn't have to fight him because yeah. he's legitimately frightened of as losing As opposed his to Brandon
1: camp. just being like, oh, I don't want to watch this match. This match is boring. Yeah, what? Yeah. What are you doing? As, and then you have... Then you have Jericho who's saying Moxley's one of the most, he's the biggest star in wrestling right now or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, Brandy should have said like, oh, Chris Stantlander's good, but she'd be even better if she was in the Nightmare Collective. Exactly right. That's how you push that storyline.
0: They immediately attack Riho, but Stantlander attacked them in return. Uh, why wasn't this a disqualification?
1: Because <laughs> there's no DQs in AEW apparently. Okay. But sure. no, I, we've talked about this last week or two weeks ago where I said, have a DQ once a month. Well, it's it's fine to well, have one once a month.
0: Yeah, it's fine to have a DQ once a month, but when something happens where someone should be DQ'd, uh, I don't know if it was how it was filmed or if I wasn't paying particular attention during this match and what was happening because it was a fucking tire fire. But uh, when Riho is attacked by an outside source, isn't that just like the bell and like we'll do this again next week when these assholes Well, are I, here?
1: she wasn't attacked. It was just like awesome Kong distracting Chris Stallander. That's it. Right. Well, um, But this match in general was an AJ Styles finish in the sense that it is a Styles clash. <laughs> you different. could tell, uh, you could tell Riho and Statlander just something wasn't gelling with them. They weren't vibing. No. Like he or she. Maybe
0: it's because the match was overbooked and they knew there's going to be people walking around the ring trying to, to. They didn't get their chance. And like the thing we immediately said to each other after this was like, all this match needed to be was a good women's wrestling match. That's like last all it needed week to be with, yeah,
1: um, hard or yes, two the, weeks the ago. The four way there, yeah, no, or yeah, that match yeah. was decent, but two weeks ago where it was. Hard uh, is it or Horishida? I keep uh, mispronouncing. Hrishida? Um Her versus Statlander. That yeah. was a great match. Um, it's it's Hiraku. He- Harakushida. Yes. Okay. Harakushida yeah. and Statlander two weeks ago. Fantastic <laughs> match. That's the kind of match that Riho needed with Statlander.
0: Yes. And it wasn't this. Uh, it wasn't. So this. Rhodes made her way to ringside. Statlander was about to punch her, but the Japanese
1: deathmatch wrestler, Doctor Luther, <laughs> <laughs> came out of the ring. <laughs> Who? Who is it? Who is it?
0: And stopped her. So apparently this is a friend of Chris Jericho's. I don't know. <laughs> uh, who's, who's been all over Japan and uh, different wrestling promotions. He's been around a long time. Some people might know who this is, but uh, AEW, we say it again, explain to us who this is. Excalibur didn't even seem to know who this was, which it, is, it was, if he doesn't know, know The explanation
1: is either. he's a deathmatch legend in Japan. That, that's it. That's it. That's all you need to know. Uh, What's the doctor of? What's it? What's his? Uh, doctor Luther. What's it's his, his degree? Doctor of is death he a mental. dentist? Is he a veterinarian?
0: I need to know. This <laughs> is finishing move. Have something to do with his PhD. <laughs> uh, the match ended when Awesome Kong helped tripped Statlander to allow Riho to score a pin. Kong hit Statlander with a clothesline. After the match, Riho failed to make the save before Harakushita? I thought it was a Is this? is this a typo, Uh, who was seated by the ringside seat next to Britt Baker, uh, jumped the rail to chase them off. There was a whole lot happening here, but it was largely a detriment to the match itself. Uh, Yes, the crowd was... It was a mess. There was a certain part where they, after the initial... uh, They initially were attacked by the Nightmare Collective, where they tried to get back into the ring and continue the match, and it was... It was the worst. The crowd was completely out of it at that point, had completely died. You have Awesome Kong and Mel uh, walking around, just just circling the ring like
1: sharks. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Have the, why wouldn't the ref be sending them back? Like, Listen, why wouldn't they... What they gotta do is... This was bad. I don't want to say... Like, you can't just drop it like that because people will be like, what the fuck happened to the Nightmare Collective? (laughs) You have to drastically change what you're doing because we already, like you said earlier, we already have the come-into-my-stable storylines with two other things. On Um, the same show. And we've talked about this before, too. Yeah. Like, don't do this. Um, I think the storylines they should be doing is what they're already doing with Britt Baker. I think it's a far more interesting storyline where Britt's not necessarily turning heel, but she's becoming increasingly frustrated. Um, and I think that's a lot more interesting and simple rather yes. than let's cut off hair and you join my uh, fucking Furthermore,
0: if you're going to have Brandy on commentary burying the company, there needs to be some kind of vignette with her and Cody where they don't separate, but there's some kind of interaction between them to keep Cody separate from whatever fucking bullshit is going on with the Nightmare Collective
1: Brandy had a good thing going on before this Nightmare Collective yes it was fine yeah she was like an over baby face just based on the yeah, fact that she was Brandy Rhodes be a manager or some yeah. shit if you don't want to wrestle but this Nightmare Collective this ain't this ain't it this ain't dog <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so
0: that was a mess, uh, and and unfortunately for both Rio and but hey, are,
1: it did the th- uh, third highest ratings in the show. So at the fuck? Supposedly, we know? which
0: is unfortunate. So the most people saw this rather than anything else in the show. No. Next up,
1: uh, the highest rated was the opening match, and the second it was Jericho. Spanish
0: sex god Sammy Guevara <laughs> uh, is out to fight Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel.
1: Um, so this totally shit on my <laughs> Chris Daniels is the leader of Dark Order. Well, they got they
0: had to, they had to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, so after,
1: so uh, <laughs> they had a
0: match. Uh, after Daniels was distracted by Pentagon Jr., daring him to hit the Arabian moonsault. So basically, Chris Chris Daniels is about to go up to the uh, up on the ropes. Uh, Pentagon Jr. shows up with a microphone and just like, you ain't got it anymore. You can't do it, man. You can't do it. And Chris Chris Daniels is like, oh shit, man. Maybe I. Maybe fuck. Maybe the, he's right. The best part about all this is it's like born out of him accidentally slipping on the ropes. No, yeah, and that's what's uh,
1: great. It's it's about family. Yeah. But that's why it's great. But this
0: was also technically two matches in a row with raw finishes where someone came out and distracted or directly was involved with the match with the finish, which is something AEW has not been doing. Um, uh, they did yeah, twice in a row I, here. I don't think it's too You had bad. Awesome Kong pulling Statlander right into the pin. You had Pentagon Jr. distracting Christopher Daniels Chris right Daniels into the pin. Christopher Daniels
1: didn't have to listen and look at Pentagon while well, Pentagon's just saying, you're a loser. <laughs> but that's what happened, and that was
0: the that was like the Becky Lynch thing on Raw. It was just like someone a music would hit, someone would stand at the top of the ramp, and you'd stand there with your mouth open or while your opponent Kevin Owens with
1: him. Goldberg Jericho's music <laughs> hit, and he just fucking turns around and gets <laughs> speared by Goldberg.
0: Wasn't who uh, was it? Was it Mustafa Ali on the on the ladder when Brock's music hit? Yeah, and he just <laughs> it's like
1: a good two minutes. It's <laughs> just standing there, but hey, garden of music's making what me unable here. to break. I can't grab him about <laughs> What am I doing here?
0: Uh, So after the match, the Dark Order came to the ring to confront Daniel's evil. Uno said uh, the AEW faithful have no faith in him anymore. Uno said he could make Daniel's the man he once was and offered him a mask. Uh, Daniel's uh, looks at the mask introspectively for a second before throwing it. Uh, leading to a group attack on him before Scorpio Sky, Scorpio's Frankie Kazarian, the Young Bucks ran in to take out the Dark Order, which is your yeah. comeuppance from. This was
1: fine. I like that it was this. This was pushed down the. This car. would have
0: been more fine if it if the thing that happened before it didn't happen before it. Well, that's, of that's, course, that's
1: but we can't. We're not in that reality. Lee. We're in this reality, and this was fine. Um, this shits on my idea that Chris Daniels is secretly the leader of Dark Order. Yeah, but it was just uh, written today. Spoiler alert for potential Exalted One. Of dark order skip ahead um <laughs>
0: skip ahead 30 seconds
1: go it was said in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that Matt Hardy is potentially going to be the exalted one uh he pitched his he wanted he talked to WWE creative and said I want to do the broken character again I w- I'm going to do all these vignettes. I'm going to do all these videos and they're like ah no nah, we're not interested we're not interested in approaching 50 year old Matt Hardy <laughs> um which is However, 63-year-old DDP, yes, that's a different a story. 63-year-old DDP is a different story. Um, but he, yes, so they're speculating that he may be the exalted one in AEW. He obviously has a fantastic relationship with the Young Bucks, going back to their ROH days. Sure. Um, that makes and sense. And it would make Matt go into a role where he doesn't need to wrestle every no. night, which yeah. I think he has two people to do that And for. give
0: the rub to what is basically a... a the joke of a... To,
1: yeah, you know, and okay. it, the characters yeah. are similar. It makes sense. I like it. It's not bad. That
0: that also, and like, we're we're picturing broken Matt Hardy in our heads. We don't know that he isn't just like Matt Hardy with his hair slicked back in a suit being a like a, shit, like a yeah, shitty he grin could change, on him. Like, yes. Yeah, I shouldn't say like he's going to be... Let verbatim. me rephrase. I hope he does a new character for this. Yes, but still a yeah. wacky character. Yes, of so. I don't want
1: to see extreme Matt Hardy.
0: Consider the guy who's in charge of making the Dark Order video vignettes... Uh, it, as Matt Hardy, that that is interesting. Uh, yeah, people were saying uh, there were some like uh, uh, Jim Cornette uh, Easter eggs. There was like Jim Cornette glasses and a tennis racket in the in the <laughs> office or whatever, <laughs> uh, which is pretty good. Because um, Jim would be like, i fucking, it. it's not wrestling, uh, it's not wrestling." MJF, he comes out. He's, he's a gonna heel. he's gonna cut up. He's a he's a what and what a
1: heel. And he keeps telling DDP he's gonna have sex with his daughters. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> uh, he said so, like that It's a lot meaner
0: MJF cuts an neighboring promo Where he said He would only give Cody Until the count of ten To come out and face him Like a man He then counted down from ten And said Cody was just a little bitch Before Diamond Dallas Page's music hit DDP insulted MJF before saying uh, He keeps getting asked If he'll uh, come back for one more match It's worth uh, Diamond Dallas Page worked in uh, a, a plug for everything He could have possibly done In this scene And that's fine Because the way he did it totally fine it's totally fine uh, it's worth noting MjF was live tweeting during DDP's rant MjF interrupted <laughs> DDP before saying he didn't want to fight him uh, but the butcher and the blade might leading to the tag team to walk down to the ring to job out to a 60. Feet yeah uh, DDP <laughs> grabbed MJF by the throat before hitting a diamond color
1: on both butcher and blade hell yeah, Kate okay, butcher blade are in my boy stable now it's, <laughs> it's established you could have one of them if you want Lee. Uh, I mean, I would like Butcher over Blade. You, okay, I'll He's, have the Blade, I'll yeah. have the hairy boy. Before uh, <laughs> he could lay, lay out MJF,
0: he was caught with a low blow. And what a low blow! Uh, another, speaking of boys, QT Marshall comes out with Dustin Rhodes uh, and ran in for the save I the sign of Cody. Okay,
1: like, next week, so yeah, they're doing yeah. Dustin, DDP. I did this out of
0: order, there's a match, but I wanted to separate the <laughs> promos from the match. Yeah,
1: but, it, so they're doing Dustin, DDP, and, um... D- is Dustin QT Marshall and DDP and QT Marshall yeah. if they don't fucking lose next week like uh, they have to with the Butcher and the Blade QT Marshall is taking the pin but yeah you or the Butcher that, and the Blade but then we are,
0: had a match where Dustin Rhodes got the pin so that's
1: that's different because he was with Cody <laughs> um, and they might actually be interested in pushing Dustin in some capacity at some point but I don't see them pushing QT Marshall or DDP because let him get over man just uh, let QT do his thing because you know? if they beat Blade and Butcher again that's it like you guys lost twice, and you got diamond cuttered by six year old three DDP. Like, I don't want to say you're going to be buried and never going to be able to do anything because obviously, months down the road, you can rehabilitate them.
0: Yeah, DDP's taking bumps here. He's sixty three. He's just bumping in the ring. Well, it's it's that DDP yoga, Lee. Yeah, keeps him sp- sp-
1: spry so he yeah. can beat up jumpers. <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, but yeah. butcher better win, and I think it make more sense for M- and obviously MJF should get a win going into his match with Cody. Yeah, I I think this is a Locked in for a, a blade and butcher victory here. Taking a step
0: back from this promo, the match preceding it was Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus the Lucha Bros. Fine match, nothing like no, nothing really to write home about here. We had uh, Arn Anderson standing a at pre- the top of the ramp with Cody and Dustin, which is an interesting. No,
1: I thought it was a pretty uh, good uh, good match.
0: visual. <laughs> Anderson answered... So this was a very good tag match featuring four high-level talents. Cody had head coach Arn Anderson at ringside again. Following the match, Cody was asked what MGF stipulations set out next week, last week. Anderson uh, answered for Cody saying he doesn't know why MGF thought he had a... The, fucking Arn Anderson's voice just sounds like a bunch of rocks and a dryer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Strokes to make demands. Anderson said he would uh, talk to Cody this week. Uh, so apparently for the last seven days... Uh, while Michael Nakazawa was in the brutalizer, Arn and Cody never talked about the stipulations or what might come of this, um, and they think about it similar to last week's failure by Moxley to answer Jericho's request. Listen, we got to we got to fill time here, people, uh, to join the inner circle by pushing it off a week. So yeah, Dustin gets the pin on Ray, I think, right?
1: No, that's fine. I think you're the only person If you looked at of. those four guys in
0: that match You're like, well Dustin Rhodes is taking the pin But I guess no. they I didn't my...
1: want to beat Cody in any capacity Because Cody has a big match coming right. up with MJF No, I think this is fine I haven't heard anybody complain about this except for you Fine, you know what I
0: don't have anything to complain about? Jurassic <laughs> Express versus The Best Friends and Orange Cassidy this, this was just like a lot of fun This um, was a lot
1: of fun It was yeah. an indie match sure. In the sense that there's a bunch of goofy shit in it but if you like goofy shit, it was great.
0: Yeah, but all the guys in it are goofy shit guys. Yeah. It's fine when it's goofy on goofy. It's when it's on goofy on not goofy that you run yeah. into issues.
1: Like, my girlfriend will only watch AEW with me when Orange Cassidy is yeah. there. Yeah,
0: he comes out and he does like a limp fist bump to some guy. Yeah. Uh, there was a huge pop for everything Cassidy did in the match. When Cassidy got tagged into this match, every single person in the arena stood... Cause which, is the, fucking which is the opposite of what that guy stands for.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did they call him on? Uh- Freshly Squeezed? No, what did they call him on the radio today? It was like the peel or something like that. <laughs> the Peel.
0: Everyone involved hit their respective high spots before Jungle Boy got his first pinfall win in AEW, and now the rest of the year is his because he had a New Year's resolution to get a win in AEW. Now that he's done it, you did it, kid. What's he gonna do for the other 356 days? And that's yeah. me factoring in the leap year. I still think
1: uh, uh, you gotta get gotta get rid of Marco Stein. Uh He's he's a low point. Uh, if you want, if you want to push Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, apparently
0: Marco Stunt was the hometown boy here, so he got a few interesting spots. Uh, but I, know, I like seeing Luchasaurus throw him. I guess that's yeah, kind of fun. fun. But uh, yes, Marco Stunt. He just doesn't
1: fit with the gimmick. No,
0: he should be. A, How did this happen? Is my question. How did Marco Stunt end up in this stable? He should
1: be a heel who thinks he's way fucking better than he is. I mean, kind of awesome. is that
0: though? He's like a like a little shitty kid. Anyways. Uh, Nothing Ship against nothing against Marco Stunt as a wrestler. He has a place in this company. Yeah. It is so bizarre that he got just like, "Hey, you go hang out with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and that'll just be a thing." Yeah, uh, and here we are. So, yeah, yes in in the in the trappings of indie wrestling, it makes sense that you would just have a goofy gimmick with these other goofy yeah. gimmicks. But While we're on the
1: subject of tag teams, we should probably talk about the titles. Put that them in we'll our clock earlier. Uh,
0: yeah. So right now. Uh, we have the S C U holding As, the titles, and it just and it's meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. They haven't. They don't need to defend them more people, often or drop them. Yeah, or...
1: people pop more for Best Friends, Lucha Brothers, and Jurassic Express rather than S C U. The
0: spot where they clear the ring and the camera zooms out, and Orange Cassidy gives a limp thumbs up in the middle of the ring, and then uh, the best friends hug around him. I pop for that shit. Yeah. That's, like that's the kind of stuff. I think
1: the S C U are just. I don't want to say boring because they have good matches, but like it's, Ka- it's Kazarian and Daniels who have been around for 20 years. We've been yeah. seeing them wrestle. Um, it'd be nice to have something fresh for the American audience to see. Um, there is re- really no
0: reason that the Lucha Bros No, yeah, don't and we've been those, preaching yeah.
1: that on this podcast for the longest time. The Lucha Bros should be the champs. They're exciting. They actually have pretty good promos for guys that don't speak English uh, natively. Um,
0: they wanted Ray Phoenix to job a little bit, so they're like, "We'll put the, put the straps on him afterwards."
1: Like, I'm sure they'll get the straps soon, but I do think it's time for a title change in general because we got to shake up that title that tag scene. Yeah, it's just a little stagnant right now. I think. The
0: when the when the promotion is so so like Chris Jericho should hold that title for a while.
1: I think yes. we can all agree that. Yeah.
0: But that being said, to get over the tag division, to get over the women's division, I would move that title around pretty soon yeah, you
1: don't want to establish to friends that titles will only change after months or even a year yeah. you want to establish that some titles may not change for a long time but some titles might change soon
0: like you could have absolutely just had a straight up match between statlander and Riho and given the title to statlander sure. and that would have been something
1: yeah and i think while we're on the subject of belts now i do think it's about time they introduced a tv title sure um it can be a title that will be exclusively defended on tv yeah you could defend on pay-per-views if you want to as well but it's something you look forward to each week. Be like, here's another TV match. Whoever's champion needs to defend well, this. Especially
0: TV. when you have you have all these, these tag groups and uh, you have them doing singles matches for a while there. Like Trent was in a bunch of singles matches. Yeah. Of, uh, and that's a guy who will not be challenging Chris Jericho. But if you had a TV title, that's the kind of guy you'd want like, on. Yeah, um,
1: you can use the TV title on some guy you want to push at some point into the main event scene. But yep. maybe he's not ready for that. Or if you just want to push uh, somebody that's in a stable that's not the main member, also like give Sammy something Sammy Guevara.
0: Well, you have something like, yeah, the Inner Circle, right? So you have all those other guys in that group with Chris Jericho. They're wrestling matches. What are they striving for? They're yes. they're not in in, in contention for anything. Yeah, any, like what's
1: anything. Sammy Guevara going to wrestle for? Yes. Why, why is he wrestling? Yes. What To what end? Well, obviously, because he's in a stable with Chris Jericho, he's going to learn a lot, a lot, and he's a young guy. But it'd be nice to be like, no, Sammy, now you... Get the TV title for the Inner Circle. If yeah. you don't, then there's going to be repercussions. Boom! You got a storyline right there. Yep.
0: Yes, because the Inner Circle has a tag tag team, and they have an enforcer in Jake Hagar. Yeah,
1: Jack Hagar, Jake Hager, <laughs> Jake Hager, the Big Hurt. Uh,
0: so let's talk about the uh, the segment that finished out the show with about 12 minutes left in the show. Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle are in the ring. Uh, they are looking for Moxley to give them an answer. Moxley comes to the ring almost immediately. Uh, He cuts a promo. I didn't come to AEW because someone backed up a dump truck full of cash to my house. Moxley said, I can't be bought. I came to AEW to dominate, and that is why I say yes. Moxley then took off his jacket and revealed the inner circle. I love
1: how happy Jericho was when he said yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh,
0: So so that's kind of... So there's there's two different ways to approach this. If you think, if for some reason you've been worked, and you think Moxley has actually joined the inner circle... The 10 minutes that, that comes after this are really weird, because they're just standing around the ring, like jerking off bottles of bubbly, <laughs> trying to spray the audience. And it, it's really odd, but and, in the back of your mind when, you, when Moxie winks at the camera, and you know like at some point here, like drinking a beer with stone cold, Moxie's going off on these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he, he said, all said he believes that Jericho is the greatest of all time, and he will uh, surround himself with greatness. After asking for Sammy Guevara and Jake Hagar to pop open a little bit of the bubbly, uh, Moxley celebrated with the group before giving the camera a wink, leaving an immediate level of ambiguity to the seriousness of his acceptance. Moxley did, however, ask for the keys to the Ford GT after, like, seven minutes of them just, like, god-dogging around, yeah. around with these bottles of
1: bubbly, uh, which is fine. Um, I love that we kept the car after all this
0: there's a point here, I don't know if you, you caught this, when Moxley uh, goes to Jericho and he does like the, the key sign. And Jericho's like, What? Like, kind of like, is in the moment. And he's like, What do you, oh, shake up the bubbly? And he's like, Shake up the bubbly. And Moxley's like, No, the car keys. And Jericho's like, Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's so stupid. It was good. Uh, it's then such
1: great healing <laughs> that Jericho's willing to spend a million dollars just to not face Three quarters Moxie. of a million dollars. Three quarters of a million yeah. Just to not face Moxie. To not Brad. fight a guy. To not yeah. wrestle a guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Moxie then pulled the uh, expected swerve uh, when he was left in the ring alone with Jericho, saying he was just kidding. Called the inner circle a stupid group. Uh, and that was more or less how he said it too. He's just he's like, like, I don't no want. It's I don't a stupid. Want to group. Your stupid group. Uh, Moxie said the only thing Jericho has uh, that he wants is the belt. Then smashed a bottle of champagne. Uh, Jericho over sold this like death. Uh, he was just out. in Not Sammy. the
1: champagne. He sold the paradigm shift. Like he it killed him. Oh yeah, and he was just in uh, Sammy's arms, just done. Uh, slarkin hilarious. No, no, he's in
0: Jake uh, uh, Hagar's arms. Oh, semantics, yeah. semantics. Guevara oh, ran back in and ate. Also ate a paradigm shift, and he was dead. <laughs> Uh, and and he like, sold,
1: he sold it really good too. He that, had the RBD
0: head bump. I'm gonna try to do the uh, the the episode image will be Hagar holding Jericho, and Jericho's just out, like he's yes. just, like, completely That'd out of the Jagar. Awesome, Jagar for the first time, uh, Jagar. That's what he is now. He's Jagar. Uh, Jagar. He's so much emotion on his face. He's just screaming <laughs> at and he's knocked out Jericho. This was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there was a weird few minutes in the middle where, like, the crowd was, like, not... Because it was going on for so long, the crowd was like, oh, shit, he is this actually, actually happening? <laughs> uh, no. Um, but, anyways,
1: good yeah. stuff. I had a big smile on my face during this whole segment. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was no festival of friendship, but... Uh, this this show
0: turned around by the end uh, because those there was, like, the second and third matches were... A little rough. What was going yeah, on there. Felt- And again, we did have three different. Yeah. Hey, come join my evil stable.
1: While it was a lot of fun, this episode did feel like we still have several weeks to a pay per view, so we're kind of just trying to, yeah, you know, do a thing. Yeah, um, like last episode, I thought was far better. for a TV
0: title will come in every other week. You can have someone challenge for it. Yeah. win or lose. Doesn't matter.
1: You can do weekly storylines that all build to something. It'd be great. Put it on that sexy boy Kip Sabian.
0: Yeah, yeah. he had a vignette. Which was pretty good. Uh, which just shows them, like, being be assholes. Yeah, my
1: <laughs> girlfriend saw Kip Savian and Penelope before, and she's like, No way people can be that good looking. That doesn't make sense. I'm like, Oh, well, he's Australian. Yeah. She's like, Oh, okay, oh, yeah. that makes sense.
0: His fucking house is on fire right now. <laughs> uh, so, the NXT this week, real quick, uh, we had Rhea Ripley uh, was out for Oh, an shit, we're promo. going through NXT stuff. Just very briefly, because um, neither of us watched it, dude. Uh, so, this is the first live episode in Full sale in 2020. Before she could properly call back uh, to the. Memory of winning the NXT Women's title to close out the final live episode of 2019 and subsequent Celebration of the Ring with fans. She was interrupted by Tony Storm. Storm reminded Ripley that she's already beaten her twice and after she wins back the NXT UK Women's title uh, this Sunday at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Really run, rolls off the tongue. Uh, they'll meet again at the at Worlds Collide event during Royal Rumble weekend uh, where she will become a double champion. Uh, the party was just getting started. Does that mean that... Rhea Ripley also has the chance of becoming a double champion. How does that work?
1: Yeah, that works. Uh, The party was
0: just getting started as NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray, uh, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Candice LeRae uh, were all out to get involved. Ripley said that she was uh, there for a fight, two, and a brief melee ensued after she punched Belair. Uh, A six-woman tag match was made right there on the spot. There you go. Uh, So that that goes down. Uh, You had... uh, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, and Candice LeRae going over. Furthermore, you had Tommaso Ciampa promo, a pre-tape package aired, where Ciampa expressed how empty he is without the NXT champion. He told Adam Cole, you took my life and I want it back. Speaking of Adam Cole, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, apparently the closest voting of all time saw your boy Adam Cole uh, edge out Jericho as Pro Wrestler of the Year. And what a year for Jericho, so that's a big win for Well, for it's Cole. like
1: I said, yeah. Adam Cole just, good promos, good matches, uh, he's just...
0: Jericho's response to the post was just like, what, let me see the numbers, because like, like, it was the closest in, ever. Yeah,
1: you know like in Mario Party, how like Bowser, his cart will have better stats in one area, but worse stats in another? Sure. Adam Cole is like the Mario, Mario He's the, the all balanced. He's just balanced know. all around, except if those numbers were pumped up, pumped up to like a 9 out of 10.
0: Uh i could see it anyway. Either way. Like think of all Jericho has done in, in twenty nineteen. It's it's Yes, greenstone. but then
1: you have to consider the kind of matches Adam Cole's been having, especially Gargano. Oh, you can't. You can't
0: you can't stop. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. First round, Imperium defeats the Forgotten Sons. Uh we hear from the weights uh rather, we hear from Matt Riddle, uh, who talks about him and uh Pete Dunn's Tag team. Uh, Austin Theory defeats uh, Joaquin Wild We had the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Another first round match, the Undisputed Error uh, versus Gallus. I'm, I'm familiar with that reading. Gallus
1: me. is uh, Mark Coffey, who's the brother of Joe Coffey. He's also in Gallus, but his tag team, par- tag team partner is Wolfgang, who was a big star in ICW, uh, Insane Championship Wrestling, in Scotland. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> uh Johnny Gargano uh comes out and fires off on Finn Balor. I think they did they boo Gargano during this I heard. I don't think He's they like, booed him. Guy nearly was murdered <laughs> before um Anyways, Gargano was out to cut an in-ring promo and he said that he's been waiting a long time to get a live microphone to address the Prince. He questioned Balor calling himself the flag bearer uh, for NXT by reminding him that when he got the call up to Raw in 2016, he was more than happy to put that flag down and head out of full sail. To the contrary, Gargano said that uh, when he got a similar call in August, he declined the invitation to a massive pop. Uh, when it comes down to it, Gargano believes that Balor is being eaten alive by the fact that NXT was able to succeed without him. Uh, this brought out Balor, who suggested uh, Gargano now be referred to as Johnny Promo, because that's all he can get clear for these days. Ooh, Balor called NXT his personal chessboard and told Gargano to go see William Regal to ask for a one-on-one match at NXT TakeOver Portland if he can make it there. Great mic work for both men, especially Balor, who continued to flourish as a heel. Uh, yeah, fine. Whatever. And then, uh, remember when he got called up? Uh, Ballard did. And then he, like, won the Universal Championship and then. Fucked up. His dislocated shoulder. his shoulder or whatever he did.
1: Or saw Seth hit a, a running powerbomb into a barricade. Oh, yeah, it was Seth. That sounds weird. It, right. it wasn't Seth's fault. No, but that was, like,
0: Seth's run of four months where he, like, took Sting he out. He, everybody was taken out. Sting him.
1: was in, like, 20.
0: Was that earlier? 14. Anyways, that, that turnbuckle. <laughs> knee, it, like, if. I don't know what to say. Ric Flair, stings,
1: stings, stings, stings. It's more stings,
0: dangerous stings. than a Canadian destroyer, which uh, Dustin Rhodes now uses as a regular move, not even a finisher. Time Splitters reunion. Then we had Mia Yim defeating Caden Carter. We had Keith Lee in the main event defeating Cameron Grimes via pinfall, um, and that was uh, more or less NXT. So uh, in the in the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, AEW maintained like a consistent nine hundred uh, thousand to I think it was nine fifty was the final number, and then NXT came in at around seven twenty one. Uh, so win by AEW straight up uh, with really consistent numbers throughout. So good for them. Um, that is it for the wrestling we have to review this week unless we want to talk about uh, CM Punk's tweet at The Miz. <laughs> uh, but we do what? have Reed on Honor. Reed, what can you tell us uh, about the wonderful world of Ring of Honor?
1: Well, firstly, let's talk about New Japan in regards to Ring of Honor. I may have said this last week, but it doesn't seem like New Japan plans on sending any more talent over for any Ring of Honor shows whatsoever. To me, that sounds like they're trying to kind of just waiting for their deal to run out with Ring of Honor, and as we know, after Jericho won his match against Tanahashi at New Japan, he had a post-match... Spoilers, man. Jeez. What? He had a post-match conference where he talked, like, how they still don't have a deal between AEW and New Japan, but he wants to create that bridge between the two companies because he thinks both both companies can benefit greatly from the relationship. It seems like he did this, like, out of his own volition, like he didn't pass it by anybody, like, can I say this? He's just like, I'm just going to say it, and hopefully something happens because of oh, it. Oh,
0: I'm sure he's disgusted with Tony Cullin. Yeah,
1: so I'm sure New Japan, even if they don't hook up with AEW, they are trying to just run out their deal with Ring of Honor, because there's nothing left.
0: It's it's a thin line to walk, because on one end, uh, yes, yeah. obviously, most of the fans will want this, but putting it out there or acknowledging it in the way Chris Jericho did can lead to a lot of negativity for New Japan, yeah. uh, with fans reaching out to them, especially AEW fans or people who don't know what New Japan might be thinking or planning, uh, and and harassing them, right? Yeah. Uh, so my my advice is everybody shut the hell up and let Chris Jericho work here uh, and see if he can open that forbidden door. <laughs> and between, then uh,
1: the other the thing for Ring of Honor is apparently they've offered Marty Skrull a uh, main roster WWE level contract, which is at least six figures, possibly seven. Um just to stay in Ring of Honor, like, for a bit, it's about 40 dates a year only, as opposed to, like, the 300, yeah. less whatever. Less than
0: once a week? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, less than once a week, uh, with unique dates, obviously, and he would still be able to work New Japan. Um, that's more money Ring of Honor probably makes in a year in profit, and they're giving it all to Marty Skrull. Why does Ring of Honor continue to operate? I I don't know. Out of know. the
0: good, out of just, like, we like wrestling. Even if it's costing us money, year after
1: year, we're going to I think it only start costing the money if Barty accepts that deal. Yeah. I don't think it would... Like From, from what, what, I, I, from what yeah. I understand, it's owned by Sinclair, and Sinclair is fine with it being a smaller company that makes some money. Yeah. He's not willing to put in a bunch of money to compete with an AEW or a WWE. And I think that's smart, because I don't think he could compete with them anymore.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, well, exactly. Because like, now now you're... you're best option is to go all in on Marty's School.
1: Yes. I. But <laughs> if I were them, I would, oh, you'd have to restructure the whole thing. I think you got to take a step back and you got to scale things down. you got to do smaller buildings now. Um, you Cut down the amount of pay-per-views they're going to do. Uh, cut down some of the titles they have. They have a shit ton of titles there. Women's title, six-man tag uh, tag. TV World Championship match. For a smaller company like that, that's a lot of titles because you just yeah. don't have the roster to, to do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if... All of a sudden, if you finally do decide to put the strap on Marty after two years, where you should have done it before... Yeah. I don't know if that's going to magically fix Ring of Honor and make everybody come out to the shows. I don't think that's going to well, work. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. It's just like, is the, it's that guy. Half the reason like, people
1: love Marty so much is because he's a package deal with the Bucks and Kenny. And back in the day, Adam Cole, yeah. Hangman Page and stuff. He was part of a group that was fun to see. Marty by himself is fantastic, don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to sell 3,000 seat buildings for Ring of Honor all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. Be like giving a six-figure deal to Eric Rowan after Daniel Bryan leaves. No.
1: No. That's <laughs> stupid. That's a horrible comparison. Um, uh, Eric Rowan... No. Marty Skrull is like... So... It's like it's like a Triple H, Randy Orton, Ric Flair left Evolution and went to a different company and he put all your chips in Batista. Yeah, hell yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. But Batista is not going to be the is not the same level as Triple at least back think in the day. Do you think Marty
0: demands that much money outside of Ring of Honor? Do you think yes. AEW would actually pay yes. him that much to come? To I lead?
1: I don't know if they pay him like we're going to give you two million dollars, yeah. but they would be like, here's a really good like Kenny Omega level contract. Um, you work less dates than you would in WWE, etc. Yeah. And at the same time, I do think WWE would be like, all right, we want you in NXT for a bit. You'll have a bit of a smaller contract, but after a year, we'll He's a guarantee you'll be on the main roster, and yeah. you'll be making main roster money. He,
0: yeah, he's in kind of a good spot right he's now. He's in a great spot, uh, and because if yeah. he, cause
1: if, he's, he will, if he stays with we also have to consider if he stays with AEW or Ring of Honor, he could still work New Japan.
0: Yeah. So the thing with him is uh, AEW, obviously he's got some buddies there, uh, yes. and and there would be obviously they would be talking to each other and. It, there's no way it wouldn't have come up that, hey, Yeah, man, absolutely. you know, you can come over here and like this is what your contract would be. Whatever. But I think Maury
1: is looking at what's best for him money-wise. Right, but then
0: WWE is the, is the brand that will hire him and pay him a bunch of money just to keep him out of circulation, whether he wrestles or not. Well, uh, yeah, I think then, they
1: it, would be interested in pushing him because he is up their alley in the sense that he has sure. a great character and great promos. But on
0: the flip side of that, AEW would also just buy him to take him out of circulation to keep him out of AEW. yeah. I don't um, think WWE's as worried about Ring of Honor as they are at no, AEW. No, 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 no. Um, yeah.
1: no, I think everything's great for Mario right now. I think he has a time. of He's in of the options. best spot. Yeah. Yeah. He could just say, you know what, I'm going to go with AEW. I'm going to work once a week. And yeah. then I can also go to New Japan, like Jericho or Moxley can. And I'm going to do some dates there. And yeah. I'll do that. Um, or he could just say, you know what, I want a lot of money. So I'm going to go with WWE. I don't have to work as hard, although I'll be working more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything is a plus for him right now.
0: Yeah, and and ultimately, you feel that New Japan once they look at the situation, they see like, hey, all these guys that we that are over over here as well that the, the the our fans know in, like your Jericho's Moxley, Young Bucks, whatever Kenny Omega. Uh, here's a wrestling promotion that now has all these guys in one place, and if but we're looking to have a partnership,
1: but apparently there's so much bad blood there. Yeah.
0: Yes. So absolutely, it's understandable. That's why I'm saying like. At, uh, us fans need to step back because we aren't going to be the ones to repair it and harassing or encouraging New Japan. Yeah, to do I think it's AEW, like it's obvious, just do it. That's how we get stuff. I think AEW could
1: done. use New Japan more than New Japan could yes. use AEW. Yeah. Notice how I did not say they need because obviously both both promotions are doing are fine by themselves. Are fine yeah. by themselves. Yeah. But it would be a benefit to both. I think AEW would just benefit more because mm-hmm. like it would be very exciting if you just suddenly announced like. We're going to have the Lucha Brothers versus, like, Gorillas of Destiny. Or yep. we're going to do Okada versus fucking Jericho. Or even, like, semi I'd be hyped as fuck for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, the, the list of dream matches, right? At that point, where you're just like, oh, man, like, during Wrestle Kingdom, we're doing, like, a bigger AEW pay-per-view. Like, what, what could happen? Kodobushi yeah. could come over and yeah, do you Yeah, you could
1: call it AEW New Japan, like,
0: yeah. You could have Kenny and Kota Ibushi versus the You Luther could Bros. finally
1: have their match that yeah. they've been wanting to do for Wrestle Kingdom. But you don't have to do a Wrestle Kingdom anymore. You could nope. do so many cool things.
0: Yes. Uh, so, yeah. That's where we're going kind to of end it out. No emails this week. If you do want to get in touch with the show, you can comment anywhere you see the show posted. Or contact us at Lee at TizzeTheIceberg.com. We'll work. That's about it, man, for the show. Um, so we're gonna watch Wrestle Kingdom this weekend, at least a little bit of it. Maybe comment on that next week. We got a really stacked AEW Dynamite next week. Tons of great matches on there. Oh yeah! Uh, Isn't it the Bash of the Beach episode? Uh, yeah, so it's like Pac versus Darby Allen. It's right in the
1: middle of July, G- January. That's right. No, I'm not.
0: Th- yeah, it's negative forty five outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bash
1: of the Beach. All right. Fuck yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, until we uh, talk to you again. Uh, that's been the Saltons Welcome! To-